All right, guys, welcome. This is the Placebo Journal podcast, uh, episode number two. Vance and I uh, are here together again. This is still a work in progress. Last time I recorded the uh, story of the day, uh, Vance had the great idea that he wants to read it live on video. And so I'm going to uh, do that with him in a second. First, Vance, how are you doing today? You all right? Good. How's it going, man? It, it's cold here. Yeah, people have been asking about well, what's with Vance. He's got a hat. He looks like no, he has no heat in Kansas or what's up? Yeah, no, I just am too cheap to turn it up. Okay, I get it. Now, if people don't know, Vance is in uh, Holton, Kansas. We're through a cold. I'm in Virginia. I'm retired. Vance is not. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll do that. We'll talk about the story afterwards, and we'll go from there. You good with that? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that uh, reading it live yeah. gives us the benefit of, like, a, you know, like the, the reaction from it. So it's not just like this sterile can pre-recorded deal. I think it'll, Okay. and this is a great, this is the story I think that out of all the, the true stories I could think of, I, whenever you ask me which one, I say, we should, let's do, let's try with this format with me reading this one. Because I think- Show the cover. I don't know if you remember it, because this goes back. Go show the, all right, so this is the cover. I don't, wait. We're going to be reading. Okay. There you go. We're going to be reading from the Placebo Journal from, uh, this is April uh, issue of 2008. Okay. So going back a ways. Uh, volume seven, issue four. All right, today. Go ahead. True story of medicine, and I'll read it, and I will try to keep my stuff together. Every time I read this one, I laugh out loud. Okay, but that's okay. It won't be perfect. It's not going to be edited clean like the one from last week. All right. And then I want to just see sort of Doug's reaction. And there's so much we can talk about with this true story of medicine. Gotcha. All right, here we go. So, <clears throat> all right, here we go. Another true story of medicine. Uh, the title is Veterans Healthcare When Only the Best Will Do. I recently underwent an angiogram at the Veterans Hospital in Palo Alto, California. I will not lie to you, the experience was uncomfortable and I had some complications, but the results showed no coronary artery disease. The humor provided by two female student nurses was worth it. I haven't laughed so hard in a while. To prepare for the procedure, the head nurse instructed the two, stu the two student nurses to shave the area and apply a condom catheter. The two students nodded. They had done this before, so the nurse handed an electric razor to one of them and closed the privacy curtain. For a brief moment, the students argued who should shave me. The taller of the two finally relented and brought the shaver toward my crotch. The area normally shaved is in the pelvic area where the thigh pivots at the hip. But for some reason, she figured I needed my testicles shaved. <laughs> <laughs> the dry... I haven't read this. I haven't read this in years. I didn't even read it in preparation for this because I wanted it to remember <laughs> and have the reaction. She she drugged the razor across my testicles with a puzzled look. And the other student whispered, you need to turn it on. It's electric. <laughs> I just laid back, bit my lip, and watched in amazement. Until the now running razor started making diving passes at my nuts, removing tufts of hair, and breaking the skin. I envisioned going to the operating room with toilet paper squares all over my privates. Hey, take it easy. Those things are tender. She eased up, and in a few minutes, there was a pile of pubic hair on the bed. I looked down at what now looked like two squirrels with mange and road rash. <laughs> I was really trying to hold back the laughter. 
That's when she followed the fine shaving job with a thorough disinfecting wipe from an alcohol swab. Okay. Holy crap, that burned. But I remained quiet. Watching these two was like watching an episode of Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> I thought I'd seen it all, but just then she opened the package to the condom catheter. The room was cold as hell, and the nurse, the head nurse, had remarked they keep it cool to protect the electronic equipment. Unfortunately, the male anatomy likes things warm and will shrink in cold weather, as mine had done. The nurse looked at the condom catheter, then at my willy with a puzzled look. Without hesitation, she reached underneath my nuts and began pumping on the skin of my crotch like she was trying to inflate a Nike Air tennis shoe. <laughs> I don't know if she had seen this technique on a training video or porno, or at any rate, she struggled for a minute or two and finally got the condom thingy on. Oh, thank God. I was about to pee myself as I was still holding back my laughter as best I could. I thought everything was done. They'd leave and I could laugh my ass off, but it wasn't to be. This is a quote. Tear me off a couple pieces of tape. How long, the other nurse asked. Oh, about three inches. She, too, she tore two pieces of tape about seven or eight inches long and wrapped them around my willy and taped the loose ends to my near to my nearly bald nuts <laughs> fear set in at the thought of having to remove the tape but i was but it was interrupted by the arrival of the surgical bed i was wheeled into the operating room the doctor lifted the sheet to scrub the procedure area what the hell he asked <laughs> they didn't shave you well they did but it's a long story the doctor grabbed a razor and shaved my leg and performed the angiogram. By the time I got back to the room, I really had to pee, but I couldn't go with the condom on and the tape on my nuts. After two hours, the nurse allowed me to go to the bathroom. I must have been in there 10 or 15 minutes when I heard my girlfriend knocking at the door. You okay, honey? Yes, I said feebly as the last of the tape was ripped from my inflamed nuts. I glanced down at myself performed my oh sorry i glanced down and myself performed brazilian wax and that's when i lost it i started peeing laughing uncontrollably and looking at the last remaining pubic hairs stuck to the tape i was now holding it took a full five minutes to pee as every time i started laughing i couldn't pee anymore <laughs> the next day i had to return to the hospital as there had been some bruising to the procedure area while I was there, my girlfriend suggested I tell my experience to the head nurse. I started into the story, and the nurse began laughing uncontrollably, finally laying her head down on the desk. She was unable to look up for a minute or so. Finally, she stopped laughing. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. You were such a good sport after so much pain. She began laughing again. What's so funny, I asked. Well, they said they knew what they were doing. They performed the same thing on two men the day before you. <laughs> We all had a good laugh. <laughs> the end. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I love the uh, I love the Nike pump analogy. I still I'm still trying to uh, I'm still trying to kind of visualize that. I'm not sure if it, it, it excites me or disturbs me as, as I'm talking I, about. I, I think I think what so if they used a condom catheter, it's not something they use that often. I guess they they I mean, do they even catheterize most? Most most patients anymore for a heart cath. I don't know about that. They, they put a cath. I don't know if they do that very often anymore. But anyway, the condom cath is probably less invasive and less infection and stuff. But you know, this guy's had shrinkage, so oh. this nursing student is 
<laughs> it's trying to figure out how to get, expose the penis to put a condom catheter on. I mean, I mean, <laughs> she thinks she can explain it or something. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess there's, she there's could. So much. There's other things she could have done, but that that would have been more appropriate. Yeah. If he had better insurance, maybe so, they would have. So that there's so many things about this one that makes me laugh. I, I think the first the first thing that we should talk about this true story of medicine is this. This is a story written by from the patient's perspective. Right. Usually, our true stories of medicine were sent are sent in by doctors or nurses or something. Right, right. This one is sent in by well, we don't know because that right. I read everything that's in the article, so we don't know if this is written by a doctor, maybe a nurse, maybe a, we you know we had we had readers who were like what like drug reps and stuff. Uh, we had be, we had thousands and thousands of readers, so yeah, I, I mean, it's I, and probably people, somebody in the medical field, right. But you don't know. But the thing is, you know, this guy knows. I mean. You know, you you just you're basically just shaving the top of the leg. Yeah, right? it takes kind about right thirty the, seconds. The to, yeah, yeah, yeah. A small little yeah. area. <laughs> yeah, and these nurses basically use an electric razor to shave this guy's scrotum, which is just hilarious in general. Right, right. But but what, what to me is the best about this? There's so much to talk about about the story, but to me the best one is that. He just let him do it. Yeah, yeah. They're messing him up. Like <laughs> so um what's the name? Uh uh what's the name of the guy that did the graphic design for the placebo oh, journal? Uh, Gordon. Uh, Gordon Marshall, yeah. So G- Gordon did this is the uh this is the story. He did like the little the you know, like the little bloody like pieces of toilet paper. Right, right. You know. And the point is like they were cutting him. He was bleeding and stuff, and yeah. he let it. That's what I love about Whoever this guy is, if you're out there watching, you know you've got my you got my my uh, my admiration because if you allowed all this to happen in the name of comedy, I mean, he he could have said that's not what you're supposed to do. Go get the nurse; she'll show you, or it's this area or whatever. He just let it happen because, like you said, it's it's like Laverne and Shirley, right? You're just watching this go from right, bad right, to worse, right? And he's enduring pain, bleeding, and then they go and put alcohol on the. On the Dude, open seriously, source that they just get seriously infected there too. Yes, and he let then he lets it put alcohol on it and like it's burning. Yeah. This is hilarious. And he's doing it because it's funny despite his pain. So it's just like it's like whenever I put on a speedo to be on the on the back cover of the journal doing the physician's fitness or right, whatever. Right, right. Like you know, like you're taking one for the team here right. because it's if it makes people laugh, it's worth going through it. So uh, that's one thing I was thinking with this guy is that uh, hats off to the sense of humor that he has being this patient with these two nursing students and letting him basically just butcher um, his pubic hair with an electric razor and it, all that. It, it reminds me what it, whatever it takes to do it for a laugh when you and I went to the uh, the American Academy of Family Practice Scientific <laughs> Assembly, their massive conference. It was in October. And we all decided to dress with fake mustaches and full lederhosen outfit, and and, and just and walked around, man. and walked around, took pictures, um, and had your buddy, an Asian guy in lederhosen outfit. Yeah, he's not even and a doctor. He had a, we and stuck he had a name in. tag that said like uh, Hans or Jurgen or right, something. Right, had, and I'll try to show those <laughs> pictures. Maybe I'll just uh, I'll put them in. To I'll, me, the funniest uh, thing about doing the uh, the. Uh, the scientific assembly they call it FMX now and later hosen. Yeah, was that we acted totally normal. That Correct. was the funniest part of it. You never want to leave if character. You're, if you're, 
Yeah, yeah. If you're dressed funny and it's like, yeah, hey, look at me. I'm funny. I'm in later hosen. But we were just like acting like we're just sitting on the front row taking notes. <laughs> we, were, we were walking around. Just, oh, and people were like look at us like we don't look at nothing. But dude, what's wrong with you? We're just this is our outfits. Leader hose. I mean, these are all. Yeah, we're just here to uh, learn, you know. Yeah. And it was what? October, dude. It's October. It's leader hosen time. It's freezing. I think it was. I don't know where right. it was, but um, whatever it takes. It was in Boston. Yeah, I think it was. Whatever it takes was, to get a laugh. I think it was in Boston that year. Um, um, so the next thing about this story, um, uh, he's just letting this happen because he's thinking, you know, this is going to make a great story. So I'm going to let this play out. Um, I, uh, I just, I don't know if, if he is a, think about it, this guy's a doctor in the medical field and he knows they're doing all this stuff wrong and he's letting them do it wrong. That's just, again, that's just patience. It's like, you know, a mechanic has a, a new a new trainee and they're trying to change a change a tire with a curling iron or something. He's, I'll just I'm just gonna stand and watch this and see what happens. You know, it, 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 you wonder I would that you was do, great. I mean, seriously, as a physician, it, you would you let someone start scraping at your balls? I, I think I would. I think I'm like him. I would have been like, I want to see what, <laughs> see where this, see goes. Where this goes <laughs> because I'm like, I gotta let this play out because this could end the, this could end in a happy ending. You don't know where this is going. <laughs> who knows what's happening here but it's just too funny not to just let it ride um the, the other thing there's two other parts w one is the old nurse in the story i thought is worth talking about then yeah. he comes to the end and she she laughs so hard that she can't talk for two minutes and then she apologizes and um and says that they did the same thing on two other guys the day before so like they still didn't know what they were doing. They did this three times. I just, I think there's a discussion to be had about, um, I guess this is true for everybody and probably every line of work, but like once you've been at it for a long, a long time, right? you get a more of a jaded sort of sense of humor and you, you know, so like compare the old nurse to the, the young nurse, you right. know, the, the old nurse who just, you know gets it and has seen everything and just thinks this is that much funnier you know i don't know that it's the fact that there's everybody two, knows two that clueless old nurses, nurse you know there's two clueless nurses nursing students or whatever walking around they don't even know how to turn it on first of all they don't they forget yeah, the, they, yeah, yeah they're trying to use an electric razor and they haven't even turned it on i mean and they're just and they're doing it on multiple patients like they know what they're doing i mean um this is the the uh the moron squad um what does that say about the VA, by the way? I don't know if that means anything. That's the last thing is the is the VA, which is, I assume why you gave this story the name Veterans Health, Veterans Health Healthcare, whatever way the best will do. But I don't think it's this this particular story is actually not a statement against the the uh, VA as much as it is just it's just a funny story of very very untrained nursing students. But uh, yeah, no, I mean the VA. Uh, <clears throat> did you do you some time in the VA in your training? I did not. No. Oh really? No, I did. Uh, I did a see an eight week, at least at least four weeks of my internal medicine rotation was at the VA, and uh, I was I thought it was pretty interesting. It was it it wasn't all bad care, and I think some VAs are better than others. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of controversy about VAs with waiting lists that are a mile long, and people are dying on waiting lists there and stuff like that. Um, I think they get um, a short uh, uh, they, they sort of get the short end of, of the stick sometimes with regard to uh, personnel. I think their personnel, the, the ones I saw, are pretty good. They have a lot of foreign medical grad attendings there because 
that I, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I think it has to do with the way a, a visa goes through. Like okay. a lot of doctors that train in other countries and they want to come, they want to move to the United States, but in order to do, to get the visa to go, however that works, they have to do so many years working at, in a, either a VA or under underserved area or something like that. And so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of foreign medical grads. And that was the case where I did my training. That whole thing points out the whole window into people's lives that most people don't get to see that doctors do and you know just whether it's you know there's nothing there's nothing that won't surprise there's something that will surprise us every time you know yeah. what i mean yeah and i agree we've got some other stories i'm sure they will share over the years yeah. uh or over the episodes of this but um the, the what happens in people's homes and the stuff they do is crazy yeah yeah now i I, listen a lot of times uh, what we had a i made a rule with the placebo journal with stories that no one really it wasn't to totally it wasn't to make fun of the patient we didn't put any of those stories or mocking patients for any certain ethnic sex gender whatever those weren't done um and uh, no one ever got hurt we didn't do anything where people got hurt so we you know we weren't but there was just stories to for us to um this is what doctors talk about just because hey listen we it's a tough job we have to let let, you have to have some dark humor to to laugh at this thing and and listen we made fun of farmers big pharma more than anything we made fun of um oh yeah uh, uh, uh administrators, hospital, hospitals in general, um, drug reps, uh, everything we can make fun. Insurance companies, we, you know, we we did great parody ads to make fun of everything else. We just threw these true stories in as a way for, you know, the, the journal was made to sit on the bowl and read. Um, unfortunately, probably not going to do with this podcast, um, but that's what it was for. And I think it really accomplished that. And I think, uh, you know, some of these stories we'll be reading, uh, hopefully people will get a laugh at and we'll just go from there. There's a there's a quote. I did a talk years ago for the Kansas Academy of Family Physicians on uh, medical humor and laughter, uh, the healing through laughter in medicine. It was called Healing for Doctors and Patients. And there's a quote that I found, and what you just said reminded me of it. So I just brought it up on my computer. Um, it's a uh, quote regarding the nature of medical humor. This was written by a nurse named Vera Robinson, RN, from a book she wrote called Humor and the Health Professions. And uh, I think it summarizes what you uh, just were kind of talking about. Uh, The quote is this. If medical humor is often raunchy, sensual, scatological, aggressive, macabre, black, or gross, that is simply because in medicine we are dealing with illness, naked bodies, blood, guts, excrement, trauma, and death. (laughs) So pretty pretty straightforward. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, you what else are we going to joke about? Like this well, is well, it's not even joke about. It. You have to vent because the bottom line is you'll see some things that are just terrible. If you're not able to uh, vent with your colleagues, and now we're venting years later on this podcast, but if you're not able to express yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you then just kind of bury it down, and that that either makes that really thick skin, but impersonal doctor who was just imploding from PTSD, all the stuff he saw or she saw, mm-hmm. or they, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a therapy session. Again, this is all a therapy session. At least it was for me. The journal was a therapy session and that's why it was, became so popular oh, yeah. from 2001 to 2011. So, um, all right, let's end this here. Let's, uh, we'll, good. we'll regroup and, uh, think of some more stuff and we'll go from there, my man. Find something to share next week. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Take care. Yeah.